The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of the staff and management of WKAC. It's time now for Tennessee Valley Spotlight. Now here's your host, Allie Turner. Well, good morning, everybody, on this Memorial Day. And Memorial Day is something that has become dearer to me over the years. You know, like so many others, for several years, I basically thought of it as a day to have a barbecue or buy a mattress. And um, since I became a believer and began the the long road, the long road to where I am now, God blessing the USA has become just much more important to me. And that particular song I have always loved after I became a believer. Uh, I, I remember I was at working at a hotel when it was performed and moved to tears. And that was the first time that I remember hearing, um, hearing it in, and having it affect me in such a way. But I'll tell you, this last fall, I got to hear it performed live by Lee Greenwood himself. And that whole story, I, I mentioned then, but I think it bears repeating. He was at the dedication of a home that has been specifically designed and donated by Braylon Homes for a wounded warrior. And he came out to a development that is on South Lindsay Lane and sang that song. And it was a very strange morning in that you would have expected with Lee Greenwood being there and having a chance to hear him for free that the place would have been packed. But it wasn't. Mac McCutcheon was there. There were certainly, you know, local dignitaries and people in who helped to run our, our city and our county. And when Lee sang it, I was standing under... Uh, people with the media who had cameras and I was probably about oh I don't know 8-10 feet away from him and afterwards after the ceremony and the groundbreaking and all of that I got a chance to actually go speak to Lee Greenwood and I told him about the person that I had been years ago and what in effect that song had had on me and what it was like the very first time I remember the first time that I heard it and then I remember being at Panoply oh probably about 2009 or so 8 or 9 and 7, 8 or 9 right around in there and he um, performed it there and that was the first time that I had a flag and waved it and waved it proudly and, and happily and so I, I told him about what it meant to me now and he looked at me and he just said you keep going girl and we talked about with our little tiny window of time we talked about serving the God of second chances and what it's like to be in under the the waterfall of God's extravagant scandalous grace and so what I want to say in this first segment is you know what go buy your mattress and have your barbecue and enjoy your friends and enjoy your family but if you can take a moment however you wish to do it take a moment to remember the ones as are described in the song the ones who gave everything to keep us free Because that's what today is really about. And I hope you don't have to (laughs) wait for as long as I did before I really got it. But if you keep going, you will get it. And speaking of that, there is going to be at 11 o'clock, and I'm going to be zipping out of here at the top of the hour as soon as the show is over. At 11 o'clock at the Veterans Museum, there's going to be a veteran, excuse me, a Memorial Day Do you want to call it celebration? Or do you want to call it ceremony? Do we celebrate? Yes, but it's more like a solemn assembly. This is the day that we remember those who put themselves in 
harm's way, that we might be free. And once that particular deep, important respect is given, then yeah, go and celebrate. Because even with the stuff that's going on, even with mass school shootings, which we're going to talk about when I come back, when we come back from the break, even with politics that are inarguably bizarre, we still live in the most remarkable country that has ever existed. And we have much to celebrate. We have much to fight for. We have much to vote for. We have much to be on the wall looking out and protecting for everything from children to the Constitution. But this is a day that the Lord has made, and we can rejoice and be glad in it, even while there's grief, and even while there's sorrow, and even while there are things going on that are difficult and wrong. We still need to remember the good things that we have while we deal with the things that are not good. At the bottom of the hour, we are going to have two guests that are going to tell us about the addiction eviction rally that's going to be happening this Saturday. This is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show, and we'll be right back. If you've got a question or comment for WKAC, give us a call 24-7 on our listener line. That number is 256-434-1080. We'd like to hear your ideas, your likes, and, yes, your dislikes. Call the WKAC listener line at 256-434-1080 and leave us your message. If there's something we do that you enjoy, or if you've got a suggestion about something you think we can do better, call us anytime at 256-434-1080. The listener line. We're waiting to hear from you at 1080 WKAC. Here's a safety tip from Athens Gas Department. Proper ventilation of gas appliances are essential for safety. So make sure your gas furnace and water heaters are vented to the outside of the building. Also check your flue pipe and chimney for blockage. Should you be unsure about proper ventilation, call Athens Gas Department at 232-1440. This natural gas safety tip has been brought to you by the Athens Gas Department. Keeping the city of Athens informed. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. If you've got a question or comment, let us know by calling 232-6828. Tennessee Valley Spotlight continues now on 1080 WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. I know that we have been understandably focused on the subject of school shootings. And I know there's a lot of hand-wringing, and I know there's a lot of blame, and I know that there were mistakes made. And I want to talk about possibilities in terms of how to prevent it, what are some of the causes, some of the history. And I have talked about this before, but I'm going to lead this segment with the fact that the Columbine tragedy intersected with Steve's in my life in a most interesting way in that one of the kids who died there, John Tomlin, he didn't get as much press as Rachel Scott or, or Kathy Bernal, but he was a wonderful young man. And he had been to the orphanage where Steve and I worked and started a school the summer before we got there. And what was common was that uh, church teams, mission teams would come back and, and the kids, we had 29 kids, and we had on average 
between 500 and 750 people a year who would come through to do mission trips and work with the kids. And the kids' memory of these people was just, it was nearly photographic. And Steve and I were on our way. We had been home to what was Washington State at the time, and we had visited relatives in Minnesota. Columbine happened while we were there, and we drove home thinking, what the heck? But we didn't know that Columbine was coming to us, and this is what I mean by what I just said. We got home. We prepared for a team. We knew that they were from the Denver area, but they were from Littleton. And they decided to come anyway. The massacre had just occurred. They had lost John and others that they had loved, and they decided to come anyway. And so we had very little time to talk about this. But when they got out out of their vans, they'd driven straight through. The kids, and I, it still moves me, the kids, basically 10 years old, and I think of that in terms of the average age of the ones who were just killed in Uvalde, 10-year-olds, rather than be the kids that everybody felt sorry for because they were orphans, they got to get into it and started to minister to the team. Nobody told them to. Nobody explained all of the horror. But this orphanage was located in the middle of the cartel. And I will never forget um, what John Tomlin, who was one of the victims of Columbine had done was he taught the kids a particular praise and worship song a little more on the end of being like a camp song but it had um, it was really a, a cute song and it was it had motions and the kids unbidden got up at service that night and they ministered they didn't perform they ministered that song in memory of John And the whole time that the team was there, it was like our kids were just on duty. They were taking care of the adults, and there were remarkable breakthroughs. All 29 of our kids had been sexually abused, and one of them got up and told her story for the first time, again, unbidden. And she gave such courage to a young woman who was on the Littleton team that for the first time, that young woman, who was certainly much older got up and talked about what had happened to her. And we saw the Spirit of God move in the middle of tragedy. And that's what I want to move toward here, is that school shootings are not a new thing. In fact, I was really rather surprised as I was doing show prep and was just about late. I was really surprised at how long this has been a problem in our culture And I know that people will always be, well, no, not always, because of the fact that it goes back to the 1740s. But the first, what we would consider mass school shooting, happened in 1871, and it was perpetrated by a 70-year-old man. The absolute worst mass cal, that's army speak for mass casualty, The worst mass cal incident happened in 1927 in Bath, Michigan, where a really messed up man who had been the school board treasurer took a year to plant explosives underneath the Bath Consolidated School, which had only been built a few years previously, And he first blew up his own home and barn and killed his wife. And then he blew up the north wing of the school. And then he drove onto the property with a a truck full of explosives and managed to kill himself and and, um, four others. And so this isn't anything that is new. My first... uh, experience with it was in 1966. I was 13 years old, and that was when the shooter climbed up into the observation tower of the University of Texas at Austin and had about an hour and a half to pick off several people. 
Now, I know that we are looking at this in a lot of respects as though it is a new phenomenon, but it is not. And I want to talk about a couple of things that are, are I think, that pertain to the cases that we're seeing now, but they weren't present in the ones that began to happen 150 years ago. We need to be taking care of our health, our mental health, our physical health, through the things that we eat. And here's the deal. When kids are deprived of whole food and they eat food during their formative years that is devoid of life, you mess with the development of their brains. And that's been proven. Most of you are aware of the fact when you see or hear the what is known as black box warnings as it pertains to antidepressants, many of them were pulled right after Columbine, and now the FDA requires that the susceptibility to an increase in either suicide or homicidal thoughts or behaviors be included in the warnings. And I am very familiar with the work of Dr. Anne Blake Tracy, who is considered the expert witness when it comes to mass events that are at least affected by medications. Now, here's the thing. There was a time when antidepressants were handed out like candy. And um, I'm not going to say that the people who did that knew what they were doing or didn't know what they were doing. But I do know this. I do know that medicine has proven categorically that you need to have the right kinds of oils in your brain in order for your brain to function properly. And I do know that if you kill off all of your friendly bacteria so that your brain cannot make serotonin, you're asking for trouble. And that that, um, die-off happens in your gut. It doesn't happen in your brain. But your your gut is designed to be what uh, produces serotonin. Those are factors. I don't think it's rocket science to at least imply or maybe at best ask the question, if you are spending hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on video games that continually show um, not only mass killings, but no you never get dead, you just get up and go on yourself, or if you do get dead, you're just reinvented. I know that they say that there can't, there isn't a, a proven causative link there, but I also know from brain science that what you focus on grows. And so, again, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask questions as to what can be done. Well, here is one thing that to me can be done. And I'm not saying that I know what it would cost or what the um, administration of something like this would would be involved, but I at least want to toss it out as an idea. Why not, when we have the best Army, Marines, Navy, Air Force, people, training, retired in the world, why couldn't we come up with a situation where people who wanted to and who were vetted and proven to be stable and capable, why couldn't we have some kind of a system where people were armed at the door before people go in and and protect our kids? I know that our SROs do a beautiful job. I know there were mistakes that were made at Uvalde. Nobody can, can anticipate every possible scenario. But what would happen if we had a situation where people who were competent enough to be able to do it, including teachers, and not teachers who don't want to, but I'm telling you, in the Army there is a, a whole um, system of empowering retired soldiers from, they call it troops to teachers, retired soldiers who have been in combat, and even if they weren't in combat, were trained to know how to handle situations. What if some of those teachers were empowered to be armed? Is it possible that a deterrent is what is needed 
Am I claiming that it will eliminate every school shooting? No. Because, you know why? Because deterrence don't deal with evil. Evil has to be dealt with at the core. And what I want to finish out this segment with is this. When Columbine happened, Rachel Scott's father went and he he traveled around the country and he also went to Washington, D.C. And he talked about what the real cause is. And the real cause is sin. And the real solution to sin is only one. And that is the Lord Jesus who took upon himself the worst possible load of sin and made a way for us to truly become new. We have to take that way. We have to walk in that way. But I will tell you that these kinds of incidents, as horrible and as heartbreaking as they are, my goodness, I I looked at the pictures of the children that were massacred and um, to see their little faces and to know that on this side, they won't have the chance to live out life and become who they were intended to be. But I know that I know that I know that I know that when revival hits, and by revival I do not mean something that you plan on, I do not mean that it's something that you put on your reader board sign, but when it comes it is disruptive and it is messy and it deals with sin. And from where I sit, that really is our only hope. This is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show, and we'll be back after Yellowhammer News. You know you can hear WKAC on the radio, on your computer, and on your smartphone, but now here's another way. Alexa, play WKAC. WKAC from TuneIn. Hello. That's right. If you're the proud owner of an Amazon Echo device, Alexa will direct you to your favorite oldies on WKAC via the TuneIn Radio app. And it's absolutely free. Just say, Alexa, play WKAC, and listen to all our great programming in crystal clear quality, day or night. It's just another way to serve our listeners from WKAC1080.com and 1080. WKAC. The Greater Limestone County Chamber of Commerce and WKAC Radio urge you to shop, eat, and buy local. Local businesses support our community where you live, work, and play. When you shop, eat, and buy local, you help your local economy stay strong by creating jobs, improving local government services, schools, and recreation. Make Athens Limestone County a better community. Shop, eat, buy local. A message from the Greater Athens Limestone County Chamber of Commerce and WKAC. We keep Athens connected. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code TAXI for a $5 bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime, right to your bank account, PayPal, or gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code TAXI for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code TAXI. This is YHN News. I'm Jay Holland with a special Memorial Day tribute. Not only are they commemorated by columns and inscriptions, but there dwells also an unwritten memorial of them, graven not on stone, but in the hearts of men. Hercules, Athenian leader, Remembering those who fought and died for their country. In the spring, when flowers are in bloom throughout the United States of America, Americans decorate the graves of military men and women 
who died fighting for their country. No one is exactly sure when Decoration Day first started, but the first official observance took place in Arlington Cemetery three years after the American War between the states was over. On the 5th of May in 1868, Major General John A. Logan declared that May 30th would be a day to honor the dead, urging citizens to use the choicest flowers of springtime. Logan reminded everyone not to let the graves of servicemen and women slip into disrepair. Logan said, quote, We should guard their graves with sacred vigilance. Let pleasant paths invite the coming and going of reverent visitors and fond mourners. Let no neglect, no ravages of time testify to the present or the coming generations that we have forgotten as a people the cost of a free and undivided republic. By Memorial Day 2015, at least 1,266,304 people have died fighting for America, including 405,399 deaths in World War II, 36,574 in Korea, 58,209 gave their lives in Vietnam. 82 deaths occurred in the Persian Gulf War. The global war on terror has claimed 6,800 plus deaths so far in Afghanistan and Iraq. God bless them all, and God bless the United States of America. For YHN News, I'm Jay Holland. WKAC. Well, getting hotter as we go through your Memorial Day. Temperatures back in the low 90s today and tomorrow. Isolated storm chances come back on Wednesday. The humidity, well, it's already back. Overnight lows, once again, around 70 degrees. Have yourself a great day. I'm WAFF 48 First Alert Chief Meteorologist Brad Travis on WKAC. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of the staff and management of WKAC. Tell us what you think by calling 232-6828. We're back now with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Turner, and I have with me in the studio Lori Masonia of Ride With Me Ministries and Jesse Harris of Freedom Church, and they are going to be talking to you about the addiction eviction event that is going to be held this Saturday. Welcome, you two. Thanks for having us here today, Allie. Oh, yeah, thank you. It is my pleasure. Okay, I'm just basically going to cut you loose, Lori. This is not our first rodeo. We've had the, the pleasure of doing a, a, a few things together in and for the city. And so let's just start with what is going to be happening so we can kind of get the, the who, what, when, where, and why out of the way. But then we're going to spend the rest of the time talking about the why. Sound good? Okay. Okay, you're on. On this Saturday, June 4th, from 10 until 5, or whenever the Spirit says uh, disperse, we're having the fourth annual Addiction Eviction Rally. Um, This event has grown into something so phenomenal. It's a very powerful vision. It came from God, and it takes months and months of praying and fasting and listening to God to make this come to fruition. This year, our goal is to bring awareness uh, to our city, our county, our community, and surrounding uh, areas about the pandemic of mental health uh, issues as well as the drug issues. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people do, do not realize that you have someone in your home doing drugs because you are not aware of the signs to look for when you think that those kids are back in there playing video games that's not always the case so yeah and even if they are back there playing video games the video games themselves can become highly addictive because of the dopamine blast that you get from blowing away your classmates i mean it's a thing 
I'm not saying you can't play video games ever, but we are out of control, in my view. Yes, it's not like it was when we were growing up and we were out in the yard doing chores and we came in, you know, at dinner time. Uh, Quality time with families just don't seem to exist in this day and time, Mm -hmm. you know, like it did when you and I were growing up. So uh, what our goal is this year is to bring awareness to people that um, maybe are in denial of their addiction. Addiction is not just drugs and alcohol. It's many things. Well, and I think one of the things that is the most important for everybody to understand is that everybody struggles with addiction of some kind. Yes. Everybody does. And, and so you you got to get off your high horse about thinking, well, I would never. It's like, well, you already do. So face down your stuff and then be somebody who can help other folks is what I like to say. Well, addiction does not discriminate. You know, uh, it doesn't discriminate on your income bracket, the color of your skin, anything else. Um, And it is a pandemic, and it seems to be minimal resources. So on this day, we are bringing together every possible resource we could find um, from mental health counseling to recovery homes. Uh, If there's someone who's like, okay, I want to admit I have an addiction, what we hope to do is, is... bring you out of denial, uh, bring you to uh, salvation, and then we will have a table set up this year at the front of the pavilion where the speakers are that will say, okay, now I've come this far, where do I go? We'll have people to usher you. Do I need counseling? Do I need to go to the prayer tent, which which will be hosted by uh, Pastor Jesse and Freedom? Um, all the other resources, you know, anything that you need, we'll have someone take you by the hand and take you to get the help that you need. There you go. Now, Jesse, tell us what is on your heart specifically with regard to this year, as well as anything of your own story that you want to talk about. Uh, yeah, okay, great. Um, you know, I'm a former addict myself, and um, I was prescribed like a bunch of medicine, really strong opiates because I had degenerative disc disease, and um, I had uh, herniated disc, ruptured disc, I had psoriatic arthritis, and it just devoured my life. And the drugs I was prescribed ended up having ownership of who I was. I mean, yep. I mean, they ended up lording my existence. If I didn't have them, it decided my day, my joy, anything that I wanted to do physically. Like, without drugs, I was um, just a waste of space. Did it blow up your relationships? Oh, it destroyed everything. I mean, it took all my possessions. I was a business owner at one point. It robbed me of that. It, uh, I mean, it robbed me of any kind of peace and joy that I could have ever experienced in life. Okay, now you, you're talking about some pretty serious, real live physical things. Psoriatic arthritis is a real deal. Herniated discs, that's a real deal. The de- degenerative disc things, those, those are not just something that you're coming up with in your head. And you, you had multiple medications and they all served to just about take you out. That's then correct. what happened and how are you now? Well, you know, I got to the point after uh, about 10 years of drug therapy, I was uh, intravenously abusing my medicine, you know. And as a young man that uh, had, uh, you know, I enjoyed partying as a kid, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, so getting high was uh, something that just came with the drugs. You cannot take that kind of drugs without just getting hopelessly addicted to it over any extended period of time. And the key word that you said there when you was describing what I'd said, that you said that I had these issues. I've been completely healed by the power of of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. That makes my heart glad. Amen. Me too. And I'm assuming that this is for folks who who mistakenly think that God is not still in the miracle working business, I'm assuming that this is all documented. Like you you got the stuff and you get to watch people's scratch their head and 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 try and go how is that possible (laughs) yeah you you get to have that great pleasure i'm guessing that's right i'm a medical miracle and the reality of the gospel is the reality of the power of god and the transforming grace of jesus christ and that is what we're going to hear more about when we come back from the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio break and I'm excited this is this is a good morning 
Keep up with local school, travel, youth, and amateur sports throughout the week with the Play Action Sports Update. Listen weekday mornings at 7.30 and weekday afternoons at 1.30 and 3.30 as we bring you the latest scores, news, and announcements from Limestone County and surrounding communities. That's the Play Action Sports Update three times a day, Monday through Friday on 1080 WKAC. Fresh, delicious variety. That's the Jiffy Food Store number two difference. Jiffy Food Store number two on Highway 31 loves fresh and premium natural ingredients. Jiffy number two slices all their meats and cheeses daily. Salads and sandwiches are prepared fresh. Their very own in-house chef, Don, slow cooks their pork for eight hours, then delivers a Texas-style pulled pork sandwich you have to try to believe. Jiffy number two has the usual convenience store items and your favorite made-from-scratch breakfast biscuits and sandwiches, along with fried and barbecued chicken, chicken tenders, livers, wings, JoJo's, and a host of fresh-made sandwiches, salads, and desserts. Stop by for lunch and try their pintos and cornbread. And during the cold weather months, don't forget to try their fresh homemade stews and soups. Jiffy Food Store number two, Highway 31, a proud supporter of our community. Uh, hey, Dad, cool if I change this? They may not get each other's music, but they can both get a COVID-19 booster shot because the CDC recommends booster shots for people 12 years and older after completion of a primary series. Schedule an appointment as soon as you are eligible. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. There are so many words to describe Panera's new chef's chicken sandwiches. The chicken, juicy, succulent, seared. The brioche roll, buttery and toasty. The Parmesan crisps, crunchy, tangy. The secret aioli, creamy and rich. All those words. But when you have a bite, you might just be left speechless. Panera's new chef's chicken sandwiches. Enjoy $1 delivery fee when you order on our app. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com slash delivery info. Tell us what you think by calling 232-6828. We're back now with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. If you're just joining us, I have with me in the studio Lori Masonia of Ride With Me Ministries and Jesse Harris with Freedom Church. And Jesse was in the process before the break of telling us about what happened to him and how he got horrifically addicted to opiates and then the good stuff happened. So keep going, Jess. Okay, uh, yeah, I've, after um, 10 years of drug therapy and pain management and, you know, I was uh, recommended for surgery and different things, didn't have the insurance to do it and all that. 10 years, as I was saying, of drug therapy just led to intravenous, just absolute addiction that had ended up making me basically homeless and without any material possessions on earth. I had nothing. And then what happened? Then I became desperate and my wife and I had gotten her addicted. I mean, we were horrible people at this point. (laughs) I mean, but uh, desperation. I came to rock bottom and I found out Jesus was truly the rock at the bottom. And Yes, amen. Yeah. And so... I cried out to God to mm-hmm. restore the calling on my life. I had been saved when I was 13, and I've been clean now and, and delivered and free for eight years, just about eight years exactly, actually. This last um, uh, uh, Easter Sunday was my my official reunion, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, So I cried out to God, and I asked him to, uh, I said, Lord, if you'll take my life, you can have it all now. And I went all in with the Lord, and... When you go all in with Christ, He goes all in with you. That's right. And everything the Bible promises is true. We can have every single thing that, that uh, the cross and the crucifixion of Jesus is paid for. And I did not know that. I did not know we could walk in the power, the blessing, the favor, and the purposes of God. And the abundance. Yeah. Okay, so your life was miraculously transformed. Yes, ma'am. And you um, are now pastoring at Freedom Church. That's right. And you and Miss Lori have quite the thing, along with a whole lot of other amazing volunteers, have quite the thing cooked up for the athens Limestone County folk coming up on this Saturday. So, Lori, you're up. Tell us about what's going to be happening as it pertains to what you feel on your heart is going to be happening in that prayer tent. Whoo! <laughs> That's one of those but God things right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, you know, my pastor, Jerome Malone, and my uh, first lady, Tiffany, 
and my church have been so supportive in helping me pray through this vision and what we see happening is every knee bowing every tongue confessing that there is god mm-hmm. and people uh, relate to a quote higher power you know there is one higher power it has a name jesus christ <laughs> it yeah. is jesus christ yep. you know and um we want to um ensure that people leave there after hearing the testimonies and all of the things that god has sent he has sent warriors warriors you know to help people get their breakthrough for people to know that what god has for them is for them and he ain't going to give it to nobody else and the gift is free Mm -hmm. if you will just open up your heart and let him in exactly and you know there is something that is so powerful about the testimony of people that you don't you don't have to have something as dramatic if you if you will as jesse's story the fact is, addiction is everywhere. It can take just about any kind of form. I got saved in Jesus People, and my drug use was minimal. But that doesn't mean I was not a hot mess. I was a really hot mess. Yes, I did do all the all the hippie things of the of the late sixties and early seventies. But what I'm getting at is the beauty of of being transformed is that nobody can say well that didn't happen and for in your case jesse where you've got medical proof they can't you can't you can't reframe and redefine degenerative disc stuff i mean if the thing if the thing is falling apart it is not on its own just going to grow back and so if you would tell us a little bit about um this adventures that you've had with folks who want to dispute the truth and the veracity of what's right there on the x-rays honestly i've I've not had many people try and dispute the validity of what has taken place in my life largely because everyone saw my decline over a long period of time and to see where i am now as to where i was then it's just self-evident that man this really took place and uh I've had people tell me, you know, that they're proud of me and, you know, this kind of thing. But the reality of it is what happened to me was given to me. I didn't earn it. I didn't, didn't, I wasn't, didn't suddenly become a great man of faith and decide I'm going to clean up my act. And a big problem with addicts is they're trying to fix themselves and they don't have the power to. Mm-hmm. And the other problem with addiction is that it is hands down, hands down without equal the most selfish place that you can possibly be indeed everything is about you it is and and there may be pain there either emotionally or mentally or in your case physically or all of it doesn't matter the self is squarely ensconced on the throne and that and the great adventure of recovering from addiction is to put somebody else on the throne that's the only way that it works and that is a lifelong process well you said it right there yep and i would like to say that we made relationships through christ with freedom and oasis at the rally last year i remember it's been an amazing journey that's when i met jess yes and i can tell you that their assignment was clearly from god because the people at freedom truly believe in the healing power of jesus yeah. christ yes, yeah ma'am. and yeah. i am a living living testimony to the power of prayer through those believers yes there. amen and i want people to know this is a safe non-judgmental event to where maybe you don't know how to pray maybe you don't feel worthy of prayer and this is a, a time that is set aside specifically for that person who is beyond broken they're shattered to come and allow god's finest warriors to come and allow the jesus in us to help them yep. uh, find their self again to, to introduce them to the lover of their soul yes. and to become yeah. acquainted with um the unrestricted power of god yes and boy howdy if there ever was a time that we need it it's now well we're going to take our last break and when we come back um what i'd like you guys to address is 
some of the safeties, what kinds of things are in place, because people are leery and they're not trusting, they're cynical, they've been burned. God knows we have a lot of um, church hurt folk. We, you know, we've got several things going on. So let's just kind of brainstorm about some of the things that can be expressed that will make people feel like, yeah, I'm showing up on Saturday. This is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show. We will be right back. Severe weather can strike the Tennessee Valley at any time. Be prepared. Stay alert. Sign up now for the free Alabama Safety Net program, the smart way to get instant severe weather messages straight to your mobile device or computer. And best of all, it's free. Safety Net only sends messages when storms are in the areas you set up. Sign up today at WKAC1080.com and be better prepared for tomorrow. Alabama Safety Net from Barron Services and WKAC1080.com. River City Roofing Solutions is locally owned and operated by brothers Chris and Michael Muse. What sets us apart from other companies is the fact that our knowledge in the industry comes from nearly a decade of hands-on experience installing shingles, metal, and flat roofing material. With years of inspecting, training, and managing, we have mastered every aspect of the roofing process. www.rivercityroofingsolutions.com 256 256- Two seven four eight five three zero. This is an Alabama legacy moment. Brothers Alton and Raven Delmore of Elkmont, Alabama were early country music pioneers that had a profound impact on the history of country music. I'm Debbie Delmore, Alton's youngest child. My father and uncle's talented songwriting, intricate harmonies, and complex guitar rhythms influenced their contemporaries as well as generations of country and bluegrass stars. The Delmore brothers began in the 1920s playing at local community events. By 1933, they became on the Grand Ole Opry, quickly becoming one of the program's most popular acts. Over the course of their career, they wrote more than 1,000 songs, many of which were crossover hits. Few country music acts can rival their sophisticated chord arrangements and lovely melodies. The Delmore Brothers are members of the Nashville Songwriters, Alabama, and Country Music Halls of Fame. Sponsored by the Alabama Bicentennial Commission, the ABA, and this station. Give us your thoughts by calling 232-6828. We're back with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on WKAC. Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Turner, and in the few minutes that we have left, Jesse and Lori are going to uh, answer a very specific question and then recap some of the details for Saturday for the Addiction Eviction Rally. And I have been to them. It's been a long time since I have... Uh, encountered the kinds of substances that, uh, shall we say, change your reality and perception, (laughs) scared the bazaats out of me, and that was done. But I will tell you, I have gone to the rallies, and they are always so edifying. You leave there, I don't care what kind of shape you're in, you leave there feeling so full of hope and promise. So that is my testimony in terms of what a good rally it is, whether you are struggling with chemicals or not. But what I want you guys to talk about is why... Because addicts are a combination of shame and pride wrapped up in a really interesting set of packages. Why, if I were struggling with substances, would I be able to come and feel safe at the addiction eviction rally? You know, the rally that that uh, the, the I attended the first one last year, and the impact from that rally, where I met Lori, and I actually met you there, and yep. a bunch of others. Is, uh, is still having an impact today. And there's a lot of things, just wonderful things that took place. But you can feel safe at the rally because it's it's all about the love of God. And we're not there to tell people where they're not. We're there to tell them where they're going and tell them where they're called to. And there's uh, there are people that will be there that have walked the very walk they may have be, or may be walking at that time. Yep. And um, we'll have tents and water and everything you know there's anything anyone could need uh to feel safe just being out in a public setting on a hot day will be met all their needs will be met yes indeed miss Lori. Yeah. 
I would like to say that we do have a security officer uh, there uh, just because of the times that we live in today. Mm -hmm. We will have a nurse practitioner there, so if there are any medical emergencies, we'll have hand sanitizers because some people still want to practice, you know, the um, COVID. They're worried about COVID. Yeah, yeah. and so um, the main thing is to know that you're not alone. And there are grandparents out there like myself raising grandchildren who feels like that there's no hope and that their life is over. You know, uh, what we want you to know that when you come to that rally, you leave with a family. You leave with a family and you leave with the love of Jesus. And there is no greater, no greater love than to know that you, you are loved by Jesus Christ. Amen. As, as children that have been made in the image and similitude of God. Nothing should have power over our hearts, our emotions, our lives, and our circumstances. The one thing that should decide who we are every single day is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. And every power that influences our lives and determines where we are as a people can be broken when that revelation is received. Well, and you know, you were talking about, um, Jesse, you were talking about people saying that they're proud of you. And something that I like to say to people is, God gets the glory, Amen. but you get the compliment. And let me explain what I mean by that. The Bible's very clear about giving honor where honor is due. And walking in the freedom that you describe is hard work. I don't mean in terms of self, yeah. but we don't like to surrender. We don't. We don't. We've got a lower nature that just <laughs> wants to keep popping up. And the decision day after day to stay clean, for some people it's easier, for some people it's white knuckle for a long time. But the point is, is that when anybody chooses to really make Jesus Lord over everything and comes clean and is transparent, there is a compliment waiting for them from both their Lord and from the body of Christ. And so that's why I get to say, well done. Well done, you guys. All righty. We are, it's, uh, it flew like the wind. You knew that it would. To recap, Addiction Eviction Rally is going to be in Swan Creek Park Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 5 or whenever. Be there or be square. See you next week. You've been listening to Tennessee Valley Spotlight. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to it on demand by going to WKAC1080.com and looking for the Tennessee Valley Spotlight link. Join us again next week for another Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC.